ripped from Comic-Con Confidential. Don't be an idiot. Get on your knees. Half-naked chicks. So where do I pee? Touch it. Expect the unexpected. Where do I keep my crap? You break it, you bought it. Will work for food. From Wizard Magazine, number 84, August 1998. And you are listening to Hero Song Base Podcast, live from New York City, episode 50. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Mark. This is Rob. This is Rich. Rob, I can barely hear you. It's so loud here in the city. Getting a taste of uh, all the background noise that is uh, in Mark's background every time. Right. Welcome to the Big App. What you guys got here last night? We had a very uh, fun-filled day today so far. If that means we handled our business. Everywhere. Say it again. If that means walking everywhere, then yes, we had a great time. Yeah, Mark likes to uh, get a good workout in Sweet. before we spend the whole day on our feet. <clears throat> so yeah we did get in yesterday we're all cozy in mark's apartment in brooklyn so yeah this is gonna be our 50th episode and it's pretty much all gonna be new york comic-con so this will we're gonna do like we said on past episode we're gonna do a little pre-con and then we'll have some hopefully some good audio from the con and then we'll do a wrap did i get that right i think so right. so in con tradition you know we talked about our lists last time and uh, shopping and what's what's everybody looking for? Uh, I am uh, looking to bridge a couple gaps. So when Rich and I stopped collecting back in like 07, 08, so I'm looking to see if I can... I'm not going to be able to get all of it because uh, I don't have room for it in my luggage. But uh, I'm going to try to get some detective issues and some Batman issues um, to include hopefully a decent chunk of the new 52 run of each one of those and got a couple of things on my shopping list for the nieces and nephews and the children. Nice. Mark. I have some Batman court of owls, new 52. I have a Batgirl. I have some fantastic four, the John Byrne run. And I have just a couple of Avengers and I have some X-Men. I'm looking for the first appearance of Sauron. So I'm talking early X-Men, like the original team, uh, like issue 50, issue 60 through 63. So nice. some early X-Men stuff. So I'm really excited. I really hope I can find those. Um, that's yeah. about it. Um, I know I talked about it. I plan on trying to get at least maybe the first half of Alan Moore's run on Swamp Thing. Uh, we did visit mark's midtown comics story outlet. Uh, outlet store today and uh that was pretty cool and i was looking for some stuff and I, I, I they had all up until alan moore started writing i got my work cut out for me for tomorrow see if i can get a good chunk of it but yeah i think i'll probably get the oh you know the usual comic-con t-shirt might get a new beer glass but and you know me i'm a sticker whore so i you know i'm gonna be staring at those vinyl sticker walls that they have there for probably a good chunk of time and probably buy a bunch so millie needs a new batman shirt so I'm going to be picking that up. Figured I'll just get a Batman shirt for all three of my children. Um, they won't be listening to this podcast, so I could say it with some confidence. Um, they wanted some bone stuff. And as you would know, Rich, there's not a lot of bone paraphernalia out there. But uh, we'll see if we can uh, find something. And yeah, I know what Jensen wanted bone figures. Yeah, he's like, do they have bone action figures? I'm like, oh, they do. But uh, we're not opening them i also might see i i messaged dr doug and you know he had mentioned he'd be interested in like a starfleet or a star wars or a dc something like a lanyard or something so i'm sure i'll uh i'll get the doc something so i'm so excited i can't wait for tomorrow morning i cannot wait to go i cannot wait to find my books i cannot wait i cannot wait i cannot wait i cannot wait i'm very excited for tomorrow i'm very excited to take pictures i'm a little sad it's not going to be as crowded but I'm I still feel that. like I'm not sad about that either. I'm a little bit sad because this kind of adds to the the frenzy of it, you know, the the excitement. But I still feel like the, with the people that have that will be attending, it'll still be exciting and fun. And I think that you know, probably not as many vendors will be there, but I still think we'll be able to find everything we need. And I think that we'll, it'll be a su successful trip. I think it'll be successful. I just want us to take our time because today is already over. You know, we. You guys got here last night and I feel like you're, gonna, you're leaving, you know, so soon. 
And I'm so happy that you both are here. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like... I do have to say, this is my first time at the New York Comic Con without show quitter Kim. I've only yeah. come with I've only come with Kim. You're missed, Kim. Yep. Um. Yeah. When we were uh, on the uh, subway today, we ran into a few people that were going, and they flat out said that the capacity was a lot less people, and it wasn't as crowded. So I don't know. I I get your point, Mark, but at the same time, it's like I, I'm I'm cool with it being a little bit less crowded. I guess. Yeah. Well, and to your point, though, like, and I know I've mentioned this on previous episodes. I probably wouldn't be as bogged down by the crowd this year because I actually have a shopping list. Yeah. That actually, that keeps me focused and I'm not really paying attention to all the upteen number of people around me shoulder to shoulder. I'm just kind of on the hunt. So, yeah. And the Jeffett Center is huge. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, speaking of not just, you know, shopping for comics, I mean, what other things are we trying to get done here, boys? Mark? Well, I have all about all the t-shirts any guy can handle. (laughs) <laughs> any guests you're going to try to see um chris claremont i'll have him sign you know one or two things maybe one thing because i want him to i want to ask him if he'll come join us on our podcast i want greg capullo and scott snyder to sign my uh court of vowels material um that's what i want so i want to make greg capullo scott snyder and chris claremont nice what about you rich um i brought some select material probably for Four Batman issues, um, something skilling the children, enter the house of slaughter, and nice house on the lake. I would really like to meet Mr. James Tinian and have signatures put on all those books. So that will be my mission other than looking for some comic books. What are you looking for, sir? Besides the swamp thing, anything in particular? That's besides pretty that? much it, man. Um, I did get a, I did talk to Tom Gott. We've had him on the show, works with Jeff Smith, and uh, he, he wants me to get on the hunt for a uh, Batman uh, NYCC exclusive uh, McFarlane action figure. So I'm going to try to try to honor that and see if I could find one. I'm just hoping because we're going Sunday, they're not all gone. So I'll find out. If I have to bet, I would say they're probably gone by Thursday. Yeah, you usually have a pretty good line of people uh, waiting for all that exclusive stuff. But um, I don't know. I'm sure I'll find something fun during the walking around period, and then I'll come back and pick it up. I usually do my rounds and go, I really like that. And then I'll come back around and, you know, if I haven't found anything else, I usually grab it. So I'm not looking for anything super huge or over the top, but, you know. Do you have any um, new 52 Superman in action to pick up? Um, I haven't. I, I, I didn't pick up any new 52 Superman. Um, I have a lot of gaps in the action comics uh, new 52 run, but I, I, I didn't bring a list of those to, to uh, fill the gap. But that might be more for like a local... Uh, Buckeye Con or something like that, but I'm really focused on the Swamp Thing books. I'm so excited. I'm so excited about tomorrow. I don't know where to start. Well, I think what we probably should do is let our listeners know what we did today. This is our I think we should tell the listeners about our exciting cab ride from the airport to Mark's apartment. I mean, because God, good Lord, New York City is just its own breed. Yeah, we we were welcome to the city, that's for sure. Let them know. We should also tell them what we found in the subway today. Yeah. Well, we might need to put just an explicit content warning on this one. Um, various topics were mentioned by the cabbie, not Rich and I, because we were just like, I would like to get to Mark's house. There was smoking weed, uh, prostitution, um, how he hated cops and all New York City cops are pieces of shit. <laughs> he uh, He's retiring because he's owns property he's a comic book collector he's jewish (laughs) um and he gets what he wants by impersonating um people that have mental health struggles which i did not appreciate at all yeah it was a uh it it, the the cab ride felt like four hours of pain (laughs) it's kind of one of the situations where it's like i i'm gonna be cordial with you because i get me to where i'm going to go and i'm not going to be sad one iota when this car ride is over right oh he was not a very interesting person oh i thought he was very interesting just not my kind of interesting for sure i don't 
for obvious reasons, I don't appreciate people that um, are disrespectful to people with mental health struggles. So, and yeah, that's that's how New York happened. And then, Mark, why don't you tell them what we found in the, the train station today? Hold on a second. When we were going, we we stopped. We got to Mark's. We were Rob and I were both hungry, and we were going to go down the street and grab a slice of pizza. And we we're coming out of Mark's apartment, and Mark almost steps on a rat the size of a Rottweiler, and just goes into full on panic mode. <laughs> I didn't go into full-on panic mode. I just screamed. <laughs> His scream scared them away. And then I saw two more scurry out from the other side. Man, those were... Those were I, I, I thought we were looking at Master Splinter, man. It was that big. <laughs> they are big. I'm seeing so, a different side of New York this year, Mark. Yeah. So anyway, go on. We were in the subway today after eating breakfast. And I just turned around and I saw that somebody had took a very liquidy shit. <laughs> on the back... At the somebody took a shit against the wall behind a trash can, and it was in. They tried to cover it up with like t- paper towel or something, but the Nap paper towel was on the side of the shit. It, <laughs> it didn't cover like, the shit. It was like a, a Chipotle napkin or something. It didn't hey, even man. cover the shit. It was on the side of the shit. Hey man, you gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> I mean, they went, and the rest of us now have to see that. So anyway, in other news, uh, so we went to the Carnegie Diner. Uh, Mark Carnegie has never Diner. been. So that was pretty good. It was their coffee was good. Uh, I had some peanut butter and bacon pancakes. Mark should have gotten that because uh, he didn't like what he got. What'd you get, Mark? I just got scrambled eggs, bacon, and hash browns, and I just didn't like it. And Rich got the most millennial woke dish on the menu. What'd you get, Rich? Uh, all I got was avocado toast. That was all I got. <laughs> yeah, you got avocado toast with some poached Very eggs. Woke. Whatever. I am anything but woke. Man, you are the wokest of the woke this morning. I guess. I don't think you. I don't think we have the same uh, definition of what woke means. <laughs> I'll take hipster. How about that? Sure, sure. Anyway, so we then um, we did we get our uh, armbands for our vaccine verification, which I'm so, glad it wasn't as hard to find as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, we're, well, we we just stopped looking one street over. <laughs> So they have this big old tented area in front of the Javits Center where you got to go show your proof of vaccination and you got to get a, a wristband to, that you have to keep on the whole time you're there. And if you didn't do all that, I think you would have had to wait in line at security or another line or some kind of delay. It's just, I don't know. It's totally different this year, man. So just trying to go with the flow, make sure we can maximize our time there as much as possible for sure. So we went today to get the uh, wristbands and hopefully it won't be too long of the line to get in. We're going to have an earlier start since the start time is seven. I think we're going to shoot sometime in the eight o'clock hour Um, usually. And I think Mark's right. When we go on Saturdays in the past, we're usually trying to get there around 10. Um, So different feel. Was it 10 o'clock the last times we've gone yeah rich i think you should read that wizard article man well i'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing because show Cutter cam always reminds me of whenever i read stuff on the show it gets redundant and boring um but no like just keeping with con traditions um uh, we always read this um comic confidential from the wizard magazine from back in 98 where it just gives you like a brief survival guide of uh of what to do at con and what not to do at con and i just that's that's what the open of the show was so it's always funny uh to highlight that before we go to a con but i guess mark what is your number one survival guide tip for anybody for the listeners out there anybody going to a con what what, what bring what, comfortable what, shoes it's a good one rob um mark has a good one i would say bring a comfortable backpack and make sure you have water mine is don't buy the first thing you see so like if you see a book you want and you feel like it's a little higher price keep looking around i mean there's booth after booth after booth of vendors and you might get it for a hell of a lot cheaper Rich uh, did not follow his own rule a couple years ago and regretted that. Yeah. But Kim did follow that rule, and she got a hell of a deal on the Nightwing book she was looking for. What was that? Well, you were the one helping her find that. What was that? Well, it was right after we were literally standing there with the Overstreet Guide and telling him he was way overpriced by, like, at least 10 bucks, and he he refused to at least match the Overstreet. So we went, like, two rows down and found it like 10 minutes later for half the price so nice. he wanted like i think he wanted like 25 dollars, and we ended up getting it for like 12 nice it was worth like 15 so he was like a little over but uh that was the last time i can really remember being on the hunt 
So looking forward to tomorrow and, and seeing what happens. Uh, so let's let's do a round here. What's your big, um, so this kind of builds on yours, Rich. What's your big no-nos? Like your absolute do not do this at con. Mark, go. Uh, what's the absolute thing not to do is probably not bringing anything to carry your stuff in. A bag, a book bag. Yep, Rich. Um, <laughs> here's a good one. If you're at a comic book booth and you're looking at the back wall, don't go behind the boxes where the uh, dealers are to look at an issue on the back wall. They might get a little irritated by that. When did we do that? <laughs> Me and Mark were looking for X-Men 101 and we like the guy had it set up weird to where like his his display comics were like part of the aisle and me and Mark just like walked back there. <laughs> it's just like, oh, here's one. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he ushered us around to the other side. No, um, I guess biggest no-nos is to kind of piggyback off what Mark said, like you need to have a bag. You need to have something to carry your stuff in, but you need to have an idea of what you want. That way, if you're if you're if you're getting posters, then you need to have a poster tube. If you're you know getting larger merchandise, you should probably have one of those little wheelie cart things like the old ladies at the grocery store have. So I mean, just being prepared with that because like me, Rob and I have to fly back to Columbus, and I'm not going to buy a giant four foot statue. <laughs> It just doesn't make sense because I'm not going to be able to carry it around and I'm not going to be able to take it home. So just need to be a little bit smart about it. What about you, sir? Um, I think for me, what's really a, an important no-no is don't try to tour the floor all in a quick amount of time. Like give yourself some time be willing to take breaks be patient because i think if you try to rush it like you're just it, you just get frustrated and burned out so i think what's been helpful every time i've come is uh just being open-minded and patient right like um gradually get in there and work your way around the floor take some breaks um you don't have to do everything all at once so i think pacing yourself because that makes you know i think for enjoying the experience and not just realizing you're in the same space with thousands of people. But you should also have a plan in terms of everything that you want to execute because you don't want to just put off meeting an artist or a writer until such and such a time. And then you go to do that and they're already gone for the day. Sure. hundred percent. So I agree with you. You need to get kind of the lay of the land of the con and where everything is. And then you need to start executing your plan after that at the same time. So, so you have a little bit of a game plan. Yeah. yeah, not even a little bit. Have a big game plan. <laughs> yeah, so we also went to Whole Foods today and got some food. So we got some trail mix to keep us powered. We got some sandwiches for lunchtime. We got some sustenance. Yeah, definitely take breaks and uh, relax your feet and eat some food and drink a lot of water. Just don't leave your backpack behind a curtain when you sit down to take a break and walk away. Correction, <laughs> if you're going to leave your backpack somewhere, leave it behind the curtain so nobody knows it's there. So... She lost it with style, actually. Yes. I don't even know if we ever told that story, but... Yes, we did. Okay. Sorry, Kim. All right. So, all three of us have our list. All three of us have our game plan. We're going to read our Wizard Survival Guide, our Comic-Con Confidential, and uh, hopefully we'll get some good audio, some good uh, interaction with some people tomorrow, and we'll definitely do a wrap and talk about everything that we got and everything that we didn't get. Sounds good. Episode 50, part one, to be continued. To be continued. All right. We're getting ready to walk into Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Who's that? We're getting ready to walk into Comic-Con. We're here. Who's it? Oh, it's our audience. Hello. (laughs) I'm seeing a row of Portageons, which excites me. And uh, we're about to head into Comic-Con. Bunch of food trucks, too. I am excited about the porter potties. I'm not going to lie. You're what? I am excited about the porter potties. I'm not going to lie. Security was a breeze. Mark got yelled at for not having his bag open. But that's all right. All right, peace. All right, Mark, live from Comic-Con. How are your thoughts? It's an incredible con for a Sunday. Having a great time. Found some things that I didn't even know I really wanted. I found some things that I did want, some things that I really wanted, and I'm just having a great time. I'm just about finding all of my books. I think there's maybe one I won't be able to find, and I just, the con does something to me every year. I get to see all my favorite artists, and I got to see an artist who I forgot was going to be here. He got a chance to sign my artwork that I can't wait to hang up in my office. Who is it? Bob Hall. He did the 
he was the artist behind the Avengers West Coast Limited series back in 1984. And we might have him on the show, so be on the lookout for that. And I just love New York City Comic Con. Every year just does something to me. Rob, what's going on? Well, a little upset. I haven't found uh, the New 52, at least the first eight issues. I found number one. So I was able to purchase that first print. was hoping to get it signed by Caputo and uh, Snyder, but Snyder's not here anymore, and we were told to come back later. So some disappointments, but also, you know, some things that are pretty cool. Uh, I don't get the sense that it's any less crowded, um, but uh, it is Comic-Con, so having fun. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I found three really good key issues of Alan Moore Swamp Thing, and I'm good with that. Uh, especially number 20 is number one. Um, I don't think I'm getting any of my Tiny In books signed because his line's crazy, and it's going to cost a lot of money just for a signature. So uh, I think I'm going to pass. So that's what's going on. Highlights so far. Check in later. All right, live from Comic-Con, getting ready to walk out. It is 5 o'clock. We shut the lights out. Uh, all in all, pretty good. Uh, had a big bump in my wish list late in the day. Victory Comics, I believe. Was, shout out. Was able to get probably at least, what, Rich, 50 books that were on the list. Um, I guess it really just shocked me how many books we don't have since we stopped collecting. So, you know, we'll have that itch again later. Um, was a little disappointed in... Couldn't find many things for the kids. Um, you either had a newborn or you had to have, like, a 12-year-old. So, uh, Mark. What do you got to say? Bye, Con. We'll see you next year. New York City Comic Con 2021 is in the bag. We did it. We are closing out. They're turning out the lights on us. I got every single book on my list that I wanted. It was a great con. I second that. I thought it was a good con. Rob was correct. We did find a lot of key issues towards the end. Uh, didn't take our own advice and walk the entire floor. We kind of just stopped and then we found uh victory comics late in the day and they had some pretty good deals so um all in all really happy with all the items i got i'm not happy about not getting my signatures from mr james tinian but i'm not about to break the bank just to get a signature on a book so yeah peace out new york city comic-con 2021 and we are back from New York City Comic Con. This is Rich. This is Mark. Uh, this is Rob, not as looking as suntanned as Rich. Yeah, we're about, what, a week, almost two weeks since we were at the Javits Center. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts trying to get this episode wrapped up. And I'm in Holden Beach on vacation, live from the beach. Let's get this thing going. So um, I guess let's try not to repeat ourselves with uh, some of the audio that we got from Khan. So I guess let's just go around and give our final thoughts on the event. Mark? It was, once again, it was an awesome, awesome con. This ended up being a big book year for me. And yeah, you got a lot of good books. I got a lot of good books that I just can't put down. I got, this is a big... Um, I feel like you spent the most money. I think I probably did. And it was just so awesome because I got issues. First, X-Men Volume 1, issue 60, 61, and 62. The very first appearance of Sauron. Okay. Oh, such a great story. And it's his origin story, his very first appearance. And then they end up in the Savage Land. And I'm on an X-Men Savage Land kick right now. Yeah. And so I got a lot of great books and it's just, I got those three were my key issues this year. And next year, when I got back home that night, we got back, I crossed everything off my list and realized I now have added another 25 books to my list for next year. <laughs> I think that's the most books you've ever gotten at con. I think so. All the comic cons together, man. 
I think so. Well, you know, I'm I'm not buying any more comics until I go to the Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, which is December. So I'm on a big X-Men kick right now. I'm on a big X-Men kick. And next year, my big, uh, or at least if I can find it at Emerald City, my next big Holy Grail is going to be X-Men 266, the very first appearance of Gambit. That's going to be a big find. Okay. And I completed my Hush. Yeah, you did. Now yeah, I have every issue of Hush. And now I have about four issues of the Batman New 52 of the Court of Owls. So I have four issues of that. So I have to get... Um, I have Which about, issues did you get, Mark? I got four, five, six. Eight and I think eleven. Were they all from asshole? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell that story? Well, uh, I guess I can fill in the blanks here. Well, I know we've talked about this particular vendor being kind of shysty. The only thing that he does well, I guess, is that he sells a lot of collections, so you can just buy a collection in bulk. But buyer be weary. He probably has some really shitty condition books in there. He's the guy I bought my Watchmen books from, and I didn't open two of them, and they had ripped pages. So, yeah, he's a little con artist. And uh, Mark got a couple, what was it, two Batman books from him, and he, like, what were they, $10 a piece? Yeah. And you're like, I'll give you 15 And he's like, you don't want to give me 20 He's like, I said 15 <laughs> He said, okay, I'll do 15 and then Mark pays with a 20 <laughs> <laughs> I was like, get him! Yeah, yes. So, I mean, I, I'm very pleased with my books. I mean, I got those uh, Court of Owls books from Asshole. I got my Hush books. And like I said, now I have a, I'm have i a bit on a big... Oh, and I got two Avenger books that I wanted from when John Byrne is, I think, issue 166 and 160. From issue 164 to 166, it was... Uh, they were fighting. Who were they fighting? Anyway, I can't remember, but I got those two books because John Byrne was on those uh, books, and I got some Fantastic Four when John Byrne, issue 245 um, f from the John Byrne era of Fantastic Four. So now I'm on, I'm finishing up my Court of Owls, and I'm finishing up, I'm going to get some X-Men now from when Jim Lee first started, which I believe was issue 244 of Uncanny X-Men. So that's Chris Claremont's era of writing along with Jim Lee's artwork. So I fell in love with it and it's just that that's what's on my list. Nice. Yep. So for me, I, I mean, from earlier recordings was uh, hoping that uh, be able to get hands on a lot more Batman new 52s. Uh, I guess I was just not aware of how popular that series was. I think I was kind of using my uh, prior Batman collection. And, you know, Batman was always, you know, in the mix of top comics. But, you know, uh, apparently this is quite popular. So I was really disappointed I didn't get uh, Snyder's autograph on issue number one. But number one was the only uh, New 52 I was able to get. And that was probably the most expensive comic I've ever bought, or at least one of them. Uh, right. I think that a vendor had two issue number ones, first prints. He was charging 90 for each one. He was willing to knock 10 bucks off. I still regret I wanted to do 75, but I thought that was a little lowballing him a little bit. And then uh, got uh, the autograph on that one. I did have some, uh, some memories of the good old days when we would go to the uh, Holiday Inn cons um, and leave with backpacks full of comics. Yeah. As I was trucking through the airport with Rich, um, and probably had a good six inches thick of bat of uh, comics in my book bag, um, so I was able to get some issues of Detective uh, before the New Fifty Two. Was able to get some Batman's. Um, so slowly pulling together, but was overall satisfied. I would have just liked to got like to have gotten Snyder's autograph on number one, but uh, there'll be another opportunity, I'm sure. Did I feel you read like, all your books, Rob? I feel like I feel like we've been chasing Scott Snyder at New York Con forever. Because when Kim went and she had uh, the death and the family from his run on New Fifty Two, she wanted to get a signature, and I guess we showed up five minutes too late because they capped the line. Could see him, and then this time we go to his booth with Greg Capullo, and it just his sign says "See you next year." And nobody could give us an answer why he left. So and we waited for like an hour to get Capullo's signature. Yeah. Mark was passed out on the floor and spread eagle. 
<laughs> yep. So all in all, I think uh, Artist Alley was okay. We saw Chris Claremont, which I didn't get anything signed from him this year, but we saw him. Saw him. Saw Bob Hall. Got my stuff signed, which I need to get that framed. Yeah, I got a couple of prints. from. Yeah, Mr. you weren't Bob expecting Hall. to see him, were you? I was not expecting to see him. He had a pretty nice booth just with those uh, select posters and stuff. Yeah. So uh, my well, which be on the lookout because we will be interviewing him. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give a little insight into that? Well, I went up to him. I said, "How probable is it that we can get you on our show for an in- for an interview?" And he said, "It's very probable." He gave me his card and his phone number. Yeah, he said, "I don't usually give my cell out." <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted the wet the Avengers West Coast poster. That's all I wanted, my dude. That's all I wanted. <laughs> It is funny, though, because every single time we take a stroll down um, Artist Alley, Mark finds somebody that he didn't realize was going to be there. And uh, I don't know. Do I? Always... Yeah, you do. Like, <laughs> the first time I went with you, uh, you found Dave Ross. And true. you were asking to get a cover redone and didn't realize how much that was going to be. And then um, found Chris Claremont. And then now this time, it's like, oh, Bob Hall. Bob I remember Hall. when he did that four-part miniseries. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's always funny to go down to Artist Alley with Mark because he's obnoxious. Yeah, <laughs> but in a good way. I, I want, I don't, I'm not going to accept obnoxious. I'll accept excited. There you go. Mark Mazik excited is a top. That's a little... Uh, it's a treat. <laughs> yeah. Um, a treat. So, my overall thoughts, I was pretty happy. Uh, we, did, we did start looking... We didn't really tour the land of the con floor like we recommended you do. Um, but we just started looking at comics at every different booth that we could uh, find. And uh, I think it was probably like the third or fourth booth I was able to find somebody that had uh, a decent selection of Swamp Thing. I was able to get, he had uh, episode, or episode, he had issue 20. And then I was able to get 25 and I believe 34. And uh, got a really good deal. I, I, I just forget that sometimes these vendors, if you're going to pay with cash, they're willing to do a deal. Yeah, I forgot about that too. Card. And they're like, well, what what are you what are you going to pay cash? Absolutely. So uh, I think he gave me like 20 bucks off. So that was pretty sweet. And then um, that was really the only thing that I really got comic book wise, besides finding the victory booth towards the end with Rob and we were just buying back issues like the good old days. Uh, didn't get any t-shirts that I could find that I liked. Um, it felt kind of like a, I don't know, man, felt like Walmart target level t-shirts this time, man. Very much so. It was not a t-shirt year for me. I did not see anything I was interested in. I walked in that tent and was like, I got that. I got that. I've been. I mean, it was the same. It was the same old T-shirt vendors that were there, and there was some good stuff, but like nothing that I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna spend twenty five dollars on this T-shirt." Yeah, I I was. I was a little disappointed. I was hoping to find some cool stuff for my kids, and it was just garbage. It really was like the the Walmart rejects section. Um, (laughs) Clearance rack. That was a little disappointing. I think the only thing I really didn't look at. Um, that I was intending to do so, but I just was maybe just a little distracted at not being able to find some of the Batman books was a new Batman hat. Um, I just didn't really get around to it. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, I feel like obviously I stood at the, uh, the sticker, the vinyl sticker wall. I think that's always a hit for me, man. Like, yeah, it is rich. I didn't know you were so into it. I was kind of like, um, I sat down and all that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sat down. I sat down. <laughs> sat down. No, I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm a sticker whore. I, I, I really love looking at all the vinyl stickers. I even bought one that I already bought before that I just wanted to stick on this laptop I'm using right now. Um, I got my buddy Sean. Uh, Mr. Sean Patterson, who was on the show, uh, got him a Green Lantern sticker um, and was able to find him a uh, Justice League Unlimited uh, John Stewart Green Lantern bust for a pretty decent price. And then um, got Mr. Dave Ridgway a Guardians of the Galaxy vinyl sticker. It was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I think, Rob, I think you were the one who bought more stickers than me this time. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed. I I put my Batman one on the wrong part of my car. I can't even see it. 
I should have gotten the white versus the black. But uh, yeah, I got a uh, flux capacitor. Uh, I got the uh, classic Rhodes where we're going. We don't need Rhodes with the DeLorean silhouette. I uh, got uh, the nieces and nephews some some stickers that I'm not going to divulge because they may be listening eventually. Uh, I got uh, Dr. Doug, the um, Darth Vader walking the uh, at at the at at. <laughs> Uh, like it's a pet dog. He uh, appreciated that. I was going to try to get him a lanyard, but uh, I didn't see any of those types of stuff either. I didn't really see a lot of belts and lanyards this year. I nope. did get a bunch of uh, pretty interesting Lego figures. Yeah, um, I got some minifigs myself. The kids liked it. Uh, Rich got a Rorschach one, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I got a Rorschach and a uh, Cyborg Superman. So snatch those so- up. So grabbed a couple of those. Um, I think that was pretty much all the vinyl stickers that I got uh, that I can think of. So, yeah. I didn't good. get any. You sat down. It was fine. I sat down. All right. So real quick, what didn't you like about Con? Masks. And... It was a struggle, man. It was a struggle for sure. I got told to lift my mask up several times. The masks and the I did, they weren't as many costumes this year. And the energy wasn't the same. Even though it was still the, the capacity was like a Saturday, the energy felt there was like a lull. Here's the thing that I didn't like. So obviously we were too stupid to look at the back of our badges that said that they opened at 10. We're there at probably, we get through security because we already went and got our COVID vaccination bans. And uh, we really breezed through uh, the security checkpoint. It was kind of a mess. Like we entered through like almost like where we usually enter like a no, like that was like a will call area. But like you had to go around the side of the building to get in. And it was just it was weird. But we go, we breeze through and then they're talking about masks and all this. And they literally funneled everybody into giant cow shoots until the showroom floor opened at 10. And I just thought that was stupid. So I didn't expect that. Maybe, obviously, this is, they probably do that on the norm, and we're usually still waiting outside to get in after the showroom's open, because every single time we've walked through the doors, it's open. But I just thought that was dumb, that we were all, everybody going, was congregating in tight space when we're supposedly worried about, you know, COVID. I thought that was dumb. That's really my only, uh, you know, negative about the event. Uh, I didn't like the cattle prod shoots. Yeah. either uh, i was surprised how quickly we were able to get to the showroom from there though like i was expecting it to be thir- at least be like 30 minutes it was more like 15 uh the yeah, other thing we that in, i i think we were in like shoot five out yeah. of seven or something like that yeah i did not like the placement of the merch booths for the con itself um yeah. so i remember last year or two years ago, the merch was right by the old entrance to Artist Alley that they removed from the Javits Center. So it was off the show floor. It was in a secluded area where you could see things better. I thought the merch selection was garbage. I thought the shirts sucked. I thought there was nothing like exclusive New York Comic Con things that I was I felt I had to have. Like it was was just it that to me that was bad. And they they had two booths, but they were like really close to each other. Like I would have, if they wanted it on the show floor, they could have just done it um, on bo- on opposite ends of the show floor. I guess I don't know why they were so close together, and it was hard to find actually. Um, and we were definitely victims of a Sunday because there was the majority of the stuff was sold out. So the yeah. only other thing that I really didn't like was um, solid chunks of real estate on the floor were just given to like empty computer consoles. What, like the gaming area? Yeah. <laughs> like I it was just kind of, it was just kind of off putting to me. Um, I didn't really, I said it on our previous recording, didn't really notice a reduction in capacity on a Sunday. I don't know if that was like, they just reduced capacity on Saturday, um, but it felt just as crowded. Yeah. Um, so, but those were really the only negatives that I can think of. Uh, the, oh, wait. Now, the only other thing that was kind of confusing was Artist Alley and how they were shuffling people in lines. Yeah. Like, I know um, originally when Mark was going to get Claremont to sign something, it was like they were doing like this accordion thing, but yeah. some of the people had tape on the ground. 
that was easier to see. And some of the, I guess some of the supporting staff that were supposed to facilitate some of those lines really didn't do a very good job at directing traffic. Like it really, it was kind of not organized. So that was, that was really my only critique. So how's it been post? Why did you, did you read all your books? No, they're at Rich's house. Oh yeah. Waiting to be filed away. Um, so post con, where's your where's your uh, comic enthusiasm been? Uh, nine out of ten. Yeah. Nine, yeah, nine out of ten. Because I'm looking up now. I'm in like, so you know, we have to go multiple days because it's just you know once I leave con, I'm so fired up to find more books. And I, I was looking on this. I texted you guys because I'm so bad, so bad, and I could easily take it out of savings or put on a credit card and that word but i'm not going to do it i so bad want to go to rhode island con oh my god i want to go to rhode <laughs> island con because everybody that we want is going to be there all the warriors are going to be there kevin smith is going to be there it looks cool you know but i'm not going to do it i was telling rich before we started next year is going to be a con 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 year for me so I'm going to be saving up a lot so I can go to these different cons and take pictures and give you my review of cons. And, you know, that's going to be a big thing for me because apparently this Rhode Island con is their first. It's pretty huge. It's pretty big. A lot of significant people have gone there. I mean, um, what's the guy who uh, uh, who voices Batman? Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy's been there. Uh, it's pretty big. It's pretty big. So lots of people, Kevin Smith has gone there, you know, um, guy who plays Hawk from Titans, he's going to be there. Okay. So I'm, I'm really excited. So next year I'll just wait for the Rhode Island con and I'll just go and do that. But, um, in January is winter con that I'm going to go to. Hopefully we can get the afterbirth of New York comic con, the afterbirth of New York comic con. (laughs) Um, that's where I was supposed to see Greg Cox the year before last. Hopefully we can get him to go so I can meet him and he can sign my books. But once after, once I leave con, I'm just charged up to find the next book because they're just such great stories, you know? Yeah. I, uh, went down nostalgia lane, uh, this past weekend was getting in my crawl space and go through some of my comic stuff. Just kind of still breathing the con in and got some figurines, got my Batmobile out, got uh, some movie cards out and just kind of put some of the collectibles that Rich and I displayed with honor. Um, oh yeah. Back on display in the, uh, in my basement now. So uh, yeah, I was Jones and to go to laughing over this past weekend to maybe pick up some issues that I wasn't able to find at the con. So I'll try to do that this weekend. Nice. Well, I was uh, just recently, I want to say this past Thursday on Anthony Desiato's podcast again, uh, digging for kryptonite. He was wrapping his, uh, his crisis and death of Superman rereads and reviews and stuff like that. And we had talked about the animated death of Superman and reign of Superman uh, animated movies that came out what a couple years ago at this point. Um, yeah, I went to the theater when I when I when I remember I called you. Yeah, so uh, I was on his show. We reviewed those um, movies, and while I'm here at the beach, I literally just finished the Return of Superman graphic novel just this morning. Actually, I finished reading it. When you uh, start it? Saturday when I got here. So almost a week ago. But I didn't reread the death and I didn't read the funeral. So I just started at uh, return with uh, basically the Reign of Superman story arc part of that whole thing. And man, the 90s. Um, Some of it was really cool. Some of it was extremely nostalgic to reread. And some of it was just pure crap. Crap. (laughs) I'm just going to say. But no, it was... It was fun. It was uh, enjoyable, and uh, it was a nice way to, after doing that podcast with him, just rereading it was kind of funny. So I wrapped that this morning, and now I'm back to rereading uh, V for Vendetta because we're coming up on November. So figured I'd give that a reread. And I did read, uh, to answer your question from before, Mark, I did read all three of my Swamp Thing issues that I got from Khan, and uh, such a good good run man i i never thought i'd be a swamp thing fan and uh it it was it's it's like you always say man you got to get that writer artist combination and man you just fall for the story you really do i mean you know it's really is it's really only half a punch it's only packs half a punch when it's just one or the other you know what i mean yeah yeah but it's just like you know before 
when we were first started collecting so many years ago, it's like I was I was kind of closing myself off towards uh, reading new things, and I just stuck with what I liked. And if a mini series came from you know something that I liked, I might pick it up. But man, I'm just going back, and I'm I'm reading books that were written before I was born. And I'm just loving them. It's uh, it's funny because Kim went show quitter. Kim went shopping yesterday in Southport, and uh, she calls me. Hey, I got you a Justice League of America comic book. Um, it's it's saying on Amazon that it's going for like uh, nine hundred dollars, and I got it for six bucks. I'm like, well, I'm sure that's not correct. But she got me uh, Justice League of America 190, and it's got Starro on it. And she got a pretty good deal. I mean, I, I looked it up on my website, and it's uh, the newsstand edition, and it's probably a $15 book she got for 6 bucks. So go show Quitter Kim. Good job. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I feel you on that because with these X-Men books, they were done in the 60s, and I didn't think I would like the artwork, but the story was so good that the artwork met it halfway. And the artwork is from the 60s. So you see girl the the way they dress the girls, the way the the guys were in their like their bell bottoms and whoever, however the 60s fashion was, they captured it because that's what it was at that time. And it yeah. just met the story halfway, you know. So this book was in 1964 and I was like, or in the 1960s, and I absolutely loved it. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm just, uh, you know, the older we get, the more we try to, you know, experience new things. And man, I'm never going to just, you know, lock myself out from reading independent books and reading new stuff. And uh, it just heightens the excitement of uh, new possibilities to hunt at a, at a con in the future. So, you know, don't dismiss people's recommendations for, comic stories to read and uh you might be pleasantly surprised like i was when i first read uh, alan moore swamp thing um we also had dc fandom this past week were there any highlights we wanted to talk about before we uh wrap this bad boy up black adam black adam man that looks uh i know we only got like a tiny little what not even a 30 second preview uh, that Mr. Dwayne Johnson put together with the director, and uh, it looks pretty sweet. Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. Pierce Brosnan, that's a perfect casting. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, I think the special effects in that, man, it's it's going to be, uh, it might even top what we saw in Suicide Squad with Sorrow. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about that. But my biggest thing was pleasantly surprised. Could not believe that we got a Flash preview even though it was super quick and super it was a teaser for sure yep but um the keaton references yeah i just i don't know man it that looks that's exciting i'm uh, certain they'll have the 89 batmobile i'm certain because then well, that's you what he uncovered i'm you know more than that's positive what that's what he uncovered because i mean um, we can get that at a con i could get that you know what i mean so i know they can get it <laughs> uh the second release of the batman trailer i think that looks pretty damn sweet um i read something i believe it was on facebook might have been instagram about andy circus um who's playing alfred says that matt matt reeves is creating a masterpiece this guy who's been in like every pop culture relevant movie if he's gonna say stuff like that uh i might be more inclined to believe him well, so, didn't he just direct? What did he just direct? Who? What? If Andy Serkis? Yeah, yeah. What movie did he just direct? Venom. 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 Yeah. Well, I have to say, going back a little bit, thinking about the the weekend, I think my favorite part actually of Khan and and uh, everything else was uh, sitting in your living room, Mark, watching Long Halloween and the just the animated movies and the Batman movies, like like we used to. Absolutely. We need to make sure to make that that has to be included into our itinerary to just either the night before to make sure we get home early to just sit and do that before con. You know what I mean? And just like that was also my favorite part of the weekend also. That really brought back memories of us just spending the night reading comics, having stuff on in the background for noise, as you always say. And it was just a camaraderie. And uh, yeah, that was quality uh, time. That was quality time, and that was that was pretty special. Well, I just like the takeaway. I like that we chose not to do anything on Monday, and we just sat and watched watched the movies, which I thought was a kind of a nice break from from running around. So that was my favorite. That was my favorite because I mean that weekend went by so fast. It really did. 
It really did. And it went by so fast. And I'm just glad that we got that time. So now we have to make sure, which we always do have quality time together you know, on the subway, going to where we're going. But it's it's we need to carve out that time in the house. There and... is absolutely nothing relaxing about being in New York City, I'm just going to say. Uh, <laughs> I salute you, my good man, for living there and uh, doing your day in and day out activities that seem like a major chore yeah well i'm not leaving my house all weekend <laughs> that's how i rest i'm not leaving my house i'm reading my books and that's it heck yeah well guys i i had a blast at con and uh i had a blast creating new memories so uh do we have anything else to say or uh i think that about does it right i think that does it for our new york comic con 2021 issue episode 50 is complete till next time this is rich don't forget to bag your board this is mark and this is rob uh like subscribe comment again we're always open for who would win segments or future heroes home base assessments and even if you have some ideas what would be in mark's long box just let us know all right <laughs> take care Listening and supporting this RMR production. So your neighbor? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, this is not a nice padded studio. So. <laughs> um. So yeah. Somebody well, took hold a, on shit. a second. <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting for the traffic to pass. They're kind of catching me off. We're flat here. as fuck, man. I'm just letting you know. <laughs>